Hey, y'all, this is Patty. A few episode notes before you start listening. If you have little ears listening to this episode, please note, we do go a little bit uh, behind the magic uh, around the 40-minute mark when we start discussing character meet and greets. It's over by the 46-minute mark, so if you need to, you know... Fast forward through that, please note it. Uh, and as always, this episode was recorded in advance. And as always, some of the news is already outdated. Two days later. Looking at you, Expedition Everest. But it was a fun discussion, so we left it in. All right, on with the show. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. You know we are okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And I feel like it's been about a month since we've talked, ladies. So hi, I've missed you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and I know you both got to see each other recently. We did. We did. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Um but before we jump onto that discussion, uh yeah, it's been a little while we um put out an episode and then I ran off to Springtime Surprise and then quickly after that my kids had spring break and we went on another trip to Texas to see my family and then this week has been um kind of re-entry into real world. And so here we are. <laughs> um, the spring is always busy and crazy in the, the life of a parent. So forgive me for uh, things just not being as smooth as they normally are, folks. But um, we're trying our best over here, I promise. Uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Oh, and I wanted to point out um, in the Facebook group, if, if you are not in our Facebook group, why not? Come join us. But um, in the Facebook group, I put out a call for some, uh, you know, what, what do you want to hear more of? What suggestions do you have? We had some great topics and some great things that came out of it that I think will be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk about that amongst ourselves and make a plan and um, bring some of those topics back. Um, one of them was uh, preserve, refurb, and demolish. So I know definitely happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 got to do that. We got we got to come up with a topic there. So if you have any suggestions, come over to that Facebook group. It's No Guilt Disney, um, and it's obviously on Facebook. And uh, leave your thoughts or tell us what you think we should discuss with the refurb, preserve, demolish. I think I flipped those around. Anywho, that Teresa named that one, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a while. We ad- we admit it's been a while. Um, but today, today we are going to kind of do a mishmash of news and some recapping and some discussion of, you guessed it, our favorite topic, Run Disney. And the reason why we're kind of mushing all this together is, as most of you know, if you're listening, the Run Disney Marathon Weekend goes on sale soon. Uh, and we want you just to be as prepared as possible as we can help you be for that event. Um, but before we get into all that, let's talk about the time that Jane and I saw each other and I turned her loose with our 
drunk friend Julia to go shopping. And Jane, tell us how, how that worked out for you. <laughs> I mean, as if I need to be encouraged to go spend money at Disney, but um, we had a blast. Uh, we had so much fun just doing what drunk people do with a credit card vest. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I came home with lately it seems every time I go to Disney Springs, I can't leave without spending like $500. And like, guys, <laughs> I live here. Like there is no reason for this. Like you come on vacation, totally makes sense. You're buying souvenirs. You haven't seen half the merchandise, but no, I go see this stuff all the time. Why do I need all of this merchandise? I have no idea, but this, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. And and to touch on that, uh, Julia and I spent the day, she had decided that she really didn't want to buy park tickets. And so I did something that I hadn't done in a really long time. And that was, I didn't step foot in a Disney park that first day that I arrived. And so I hooked up with Julia and we ended up doing the monorail bar crawl. And if you haven't done that yet, I highly recommend, I highly recommend. I'm going to put together a, a post with some suggestions of the drinks that we had and how much fun we uh, enjoyed it. But it was a um, drinking and shopping fest. Uh, we not only took a drink at every monorail uh, resort, but we also went into the gift shop and bought stuff. So yeah, Julia's credit card got a workout. <laughs> Even mine did, you know, you know, I don't shop and even, but I guess I drunk shop. I don't know. But, um, even mine got a little bit of work in there, um, but it was a lot of fun. This was all during the springtime surprise weekend. This was what we were there for. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the races or the race because Jane and I participated in the 5k and um, what we thought about all of that. Jane, you have experience with the Expedition Everest 5K. What did you think about this version of it? I thought it was great. I um, Expedition Everest was my first back in 2008, I think it was. And I've run it two or three times before. Um, I never remember characters being on course when I did it. But this time there were plenty of characters and I just, we had a blast. I miss night races, um, even though I really like to be in bed by 9 p.m. <laughs> I had a blast. Like, I am so much more myself from, you know, 10 p.m. till midnight than I am <laughs> from 3 a.m. till 7 a.m. <laughs> and we literally outran the weather because we were looking at the skies and it was it was not good. Um, Teresa, you were missed because I know this is, wasn't this your OG run Disney race? Wasn't this the first one that you did? Yes. So I, my original run Disney race was the 2014 Expedition Everest, which was the last year that they did it. And I can confirm there were characters that time because Chrissy and I have a photo. Um, in theory, it was with Chippendale, but it's completely washed out. And it's one of our favorite inside jokes because when we asked the cast member how it turned out, they were like, oh, it's fantastic. And so we went to look at it and we're like, this is a very different definition of fantastic than I would use. So we used our time so wisely and got in line again for a correct picture. Well, yes, because that's what you should do. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, now that you've mentioned it, I think you've shared that with us before, but we need to see it again. So drop that in the Facebook group, please. And thank you. Um, yeah, we had a blast. It was it was really fun. I'm not a night rape race person. It's not so much that I need to be a bed, in bed asleep by 10. I just, I just don't need to be doing any sort of exercise at that late at night. However... 
you throw some characters out there and a theme park and good friends. And I was all for it. So we had a good time. I loved the theme. I loved everything about it. For anybody who's listening to this and going, cool, I'm going to sign up for it again next year. Womp womp. This is the springtime surprise. So the idea behind this is we believe every year that race weekend will change themes or change distances or change whatever. So we, it's not likely that there's going to be Expedition Everest returning next year. Uh, we could be wrong. Maybe maybe we're in Disney, you know, decides to surprise us with something. Who knows? They certainly have. Maybe that's the surprise <laughs> is that it actually is going to be the same three races every year. They're just not going to, you know, tell us until we sign up for it. I don't know. Um, but I just want to give you that heads up that um, as fun as all of those races looked, uh, the 10K looked amazing. The 10 miler looked like it was a blast and a half. Um, I don't, I think that might have been it for, for a while on those races. But you know what? I, I was also the person who swore up and down that Ren Disney would never do a night race again. So what do I know, right? Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, overall, great, great experience. We had it, we had a good time, right? Okay. Now on the whole idea of Ren Disney and registration, um, we've got something coming up next week. Teresa, what's happening? Yes. So marathon weekend registrations coming up. Um, marathon weekend is January 4th to 8th. And I know we have a lot of avid run Disney listeners here, but for those who maybe it's going to be your first run Disney race, um, the marathon weekend has a 5k, 10k, half marathon, marathon, and eight, some challenges. Um, they do also have some virtual races as a part of it. Um, and I'll say there is a super snazzy '90s theme to to the art for this. I know, I, I know, not everybody is a huge fan, but this is like it's my aesthetic. I'm super excited. So, if, make sure I'm sure we'll post um, images. I think they're already in the Facebook group, but we'll reshare them. Um, but registration is going to go on sale at 10 a.m. on April 19th. Um, but if you are a current club run Disney member, you can start registering now. Yeah. So speaking of the theme, I, I just have to laugh. I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. I guess like my 90s. How much time it, do we have? Rude. Rude. Today um, we see nothing one. When they say, what's wrong with you? I say, how much time do you have? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, my, my 90s vibe thing is like broken because, I mean, I graduated high school in the early 90s. So you would think that I would be right there in the midst of all of this. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I am that person who's not in love with the themes. I think they're fine. I get why they're doing it. They're kind of kitschy and kind of cute, but, um, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> It's not it's I, not spurring me on to like sign up for Dopey out of the blue because I have to have all these member you know have all these medals or anything crazy like that. So don't worry, I am not going to be competing uh, for that that race with anybody who's interested. <laughs> I am uh, Team Teresa on this. I think it is a fantastic theme. I love the colors, and I actually watched my friend who, after Marathon Weekend, who she runs, like, super fast, and she said, I have no desire to do Dopey ever. She's like, it's just not, like, and like I have nothing to prove I'm okay. And she saw these themes, and now she's like, I'm running Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mention it, so the, the 90s theme is kind of to celebrate 30 years of running at Walt Disney World, so I think adding that aspect in also it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But also, right. because you, mem- you mentioned Dopey, um, it looks like, compared to last year's, 
Dopey slimmed down a little bit. He dropped some of his COVID weight in this artwork. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad somebody did because over here, not so much. Uh, we're proud of you, Dopey. Good job. Uh, uh, okay, so I wanted to just real quick, I, I know I keep saying that, but real quick, I want to touch on registration because I know there are so many questions about this. First of all, I will drop that in, this in, in show notes, but I will also, of course, remind you guys and put it in the Facebook group for anybody who's new or hasn't seen it yet. Um, the link that I have that's basically registration tips. Um, it After the last registration of Wine and Dine, I made sure I went back through and, and updated it and everything. So I think it's I think it's pretty accurate. I think you can you can look at this and get a really good feel um, for how registrations go down. However, since I have your attention on the podcast right now, I have just pulled up the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend um, virtual uh, registration. We can't, it's the only thing that's open right now, but I want to just quickly run through anything on here that I think you should know about in advance so you can be prepared for it as you are going through this. And if you also want to use your little phone or pull up your computer, you can do this along with me or pause and come back to it, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you need to, to do. Um, but what I did was I followed the link through to the one and dine virtual half marathon weekend. And I am on my phone. So that will also look a slightly dip- bit different than what you guys are looking at on it, uh, a laptop or a desktop. But it says choose a category. This is what you're going to see when you go to register for your live in-person race. But obviously, this is virtual, so it just says virtual. But we're going to pretend like this is the live race. So choose a category. That's the first thing you're going to do. And my suggestion is to prioritize it in whichever way makes sense for you and your group, you and your family. Um, If there is one person who is like the runner in your family and it's most priority to get them in first, Go ahead and get theirs taken care of, get them set up, go ahead and check out and get done with it, and then get back in line and finish everybody else. My caveat to that is if you have a a group or a bunch of people that are looking to do like the 5K or the 10K, those tend to sell out very quickly because it's also got the wider um, age group, Uh, 5Ks can have kids from five years old and up running it. So a lot of families like to do that together. Um, if 5Ks are, are, you know, something that you're thinking of, um, you want to get those done as soon as you can. But anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and pick, for this case, the virtual Wine and Dine 10K. And uh, it asks who you're registering for. And they, you've got a couple of different choices in there. This to point out is that you're going to register for yourself, but you can also register for your husband, your wife, your child, your mother, father, spouse. You can you can register for for anybody um, under your own account. What you will need to do is sign in to the Run Disney website. If you do not have a Run Disney login at this time, go ahead and take some time. Go to RunDisney.com. Uh, there's a section where you can manage your account. You may need to create an account. Go and fill that out. Have that information there because when I click that I am registering for myself, it pre-fills my name and my um, date of birth and my email address and my address and all that stuff so I don't have to spend any time copying and pasting or worrying about it. Uh, So keep that in mind. Um, 
when you're registering, you want to be as quick as possible because things can sell out from underneath you while you're fumbling for an address or an email address for somebody. You're going to want to have all of this information ahead of time, okay? Um, Since everything got filled in for me in this first little section, once I said I'm registering for myself, the only thing I did have to click was my t-shirt size. So make sure you know what kind of shirt you want to wear. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you ladies think that they run pretty true to size? I feel like they run pretty true to size. I would say that um, they run pretty true to size. I do know that the one issue that um, came up with a couple people that I know was that the arms are actually a little bit tighter. Um, so some of the people sized up if you like a looser arm, but you can also, um, sometimes exchange your shirt at the expo. If you did, um, like say you're in between like a small and a medium, you got the small and you get there and it fits a little wonky. You can sometimes exchange it for a medium at the expo. So, yep, 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 yep. I'll get you have options. Correct. Uh, so t-shirt shot size, you will have to pause real quick and choose that, but everything else should be pre-filled for you if you registered, uh, with rendisney.com ahead of time. And that's why I always say to do that. Um, the only, uh, place that you do have to fill in is going to be emergency contact and phone number and their relationship to you. So, um, to make it real easy on yourself, I have personally, I have that information in um, Notepad, save all that information on Notepad. So I just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. It goes a lot quicker. Um, and then you're going to acknowledge that you're registering for a live and in-person race. Um, if you're following along right now, it says virtual race, but um, th- the same kind of wording comes up, but it says for a live and in, in, in in, uh, person race. It also asks some questions about like if you're military and if you're participating in any certain divisions. Um, Teresa, I believe that this is where you remember seeing um, the athletes with disabilities information. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and so when I was registering for the 5k for wine and dine, this was something that confused me. So I wanted to make sure we at least addressed it briefly. Um, and I think we'll go into it in more detail in a d- later episode. Um, but as you're going through the like the yes, no checkboxes, it will ask if you are running as someone with a disability or if you're participating in the wheelchair division. And I think the wording of it is very confusing. So I thought that it was just talking about if you were part of that, the wheelchair racing division. Um, but it's anybody who is running with a disability. And when you check yes on that, it will also ask you if you have a guide that will be running with you and what their name is, or if you don't have somebody, um, they say that, you know, they'll provide one for you. So you just just have to let them know. Um, and if you don't let them, if you've missed this when you register um, and you need a guide to run with you, uh, they say that as long as you put in that request 90 days in advance of the race, they'll be able to coordinate that for you. Excellent information. Very, very um, helpful. I am sure for uh, anybody who is interested in how that worked. Um, all right. So then uh, after that, you're going to go down and there's some additional questions. You know, have you ever participated in a race before? Have you participated in a virtual event? Have you um, been at Disneyland or Disney World, uh, annual pass holder, blah, blah, blah. All of those things are just kind of like um, demographic, I think, questions. They don't, they do not factor in. So for example, if you click that you're an annual pass holder, that doesn't mean 
anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's going to um, like give you a different bib or that you're going to get a 10% discount or none of that. None of that happens. Um, it's simply demographic information that they are asking. But when you get down past those questions, you get to the where it says the next step. You can either click the next step. If this is the one race that you are registering for and you are good to go, you're going to want to click next step. But this is where if you are registering like you and a friend or you and your family members or, um, you know, you and your spouse and you're going to run together, whatever, you're going to say, I want to add another registration. And when you click on that, you're going to have to go back in and fill out the information for them as well. So once we get to uh, this point, we are going to be able to say um, next step. And at next step, it asks if you want to make a donation. And if you do, you do. And if you don't, you don't. That's all up to you. Uh, and then they're going to ask you to uh, say that you read and agreed to the participant waiver. Click that box and hit ready to pay. As always, remember, these are non-refundable, <laughs> non-transferable. Once you have sent Disney your coinage, they're going to keep it. Um, there can be cases where they might make an exception, but that's the bottom line. That's their, that's their fallback answer. They've been super generous over the last two years with COVID. I cannot predict if they will continue to be so. Um, my answer to this is always, well, what if something happens? This is so far away in the future. I totally agree. Um, you can always email them and ask. And if they tell you no, and you have a legitimate reason or a legitimate problem or, or whatever that is going to keep you from this race, uh, keep pushing back because hopefully eventually you'll get to somebody who might, you know, listen a little bit more or just give you an answer that's makes you a little happier so that you can uh, go on your way and they can go on theirs. <laughs> Squeaky wheel is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, but the, the fallback answer and what you are signing when you click these boxes is that you recognize you're not getting your money back. And so that's just something you need to be aware of. Uh, then you put your credit card in. And again, if you're on the phone or on your computer and you happen to have this information saved and so it can auto-populate, ding, ding, that's what you want to do. If you don't do that for security reasons or you're not comfortable with it, um, then again, I put everything in Notepad and I just do copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste and make sure that all that information gets in there. Um the one thing that I want to mention when you are registering another adult, you need to make sure that you have their email address. That's super important um, because everybody has to be assigned to their own email address. You can register under one account, but they still need their own email address. So keep that in mind as you're going through and ding, ding, ding. That's it. That is your registration. A uh, real quick recap and uh, what you need to know about Run Disney Marathon Weekend Registration. I did want to add one additional thing because yes. we were looking at the virtual races for the live races. I don't remember if it's every distance or if it's just certain distances, but they will ask you if you know your runtime. And that is specifically if you it, it's helping with like the corrals. If you don't know, which I have no idea what my like anticipated finish time would be, totally fine. They really only want to know if you're expecting to be a faster runner so they can place you correctly. But if you don't know the answer to that, you can say, 
I have no idea. <laughs> you can. And then you can also go back later and update it. Um, there is a cutoff date. There is a time frame where you will not be able to do that anymore. But say right now, early on in your you know training, you're running at 14, 15 minute miles. But come say September, you're running at 12 minute miles and you want to go ahead and update that, you'll be able to do so in the Run Disney website. Um, but they do turn that off whenever proof of time is required to be turned in. That's when you are no longer able to update that information. But yes, that is a very good point that you don't see on the virtual, but you will see on the uh, live version of things. Uh, also, did you guys notice who wants to who wants to go do some castaway uh, challenge this year? It's back. I mean, I want to do it. <laughs> But, <laughs> but also, oh, you don't, I know. <laughs> uh, so FYI, uh, for anyone who is willing and able and interested in cruising, Marathon Weekend's Castaway uh, Challenge is, is back uh, for 2023. The challenge will take place on January 12th, which is the Thursday of the cruise. The cruise leaves port on January 9th. And this one is going to be on the Disney Wish, okay? So this is the brand new, the first, the, the big ship that is coming out that is just going to blow us all away. Uh, and if you are interested in earning an additional medal and doing what we lovingly call the most expensive 5K in the world, then you want to sign up and you don't want to miss this. <laughs> uh, Jane and I have done it. I think I've done it twice. Jane, I think you only did it once. I can't remember. Yeah, you weren't with me on the other cruise, were you? Uh, no, I only did Castaway once. Okay, the Castaway other, once. The other cruise I took was Halloween. That was it. Okay. So um, so we've done this. Uh, it's a ton of fun. The medals are always amazing if you are a medal person. And I got to say, out of all the, the um, artwork that came out, the Castaway... 5k was the one that I was like, actually, I love that shirt. I'm, I really love that shirt, but, um, I don't think I will be able to take two full weeks off in January, unfortunately. So that's not going to happen for me this year. Uh, but if it could happen to you, if you are interested and you want some more information about sailing away on the, uh, Disney Wish right after you run Dopey. I'm telling you, this is like the perfect way to to celebrate and to uh, to uh, relax after such a big deal. Um, let me know. I am happy to get you some quotes. I'm happy to give you some information um, about this whole whole thing. Uh, to give you an idea, on the website they're saying that uh, staterooms are available. The inside staterooms for two people start at two thousand three hundred and forty seven dollars. An ocean view, two thousand five hundred seventy-one, and a veranda view. A veranda is going to be two thousand nine hundred forty-seven. Uh, so that's for two people. Um, dual occupancy for these staterooms, and just a, a heads up: if that's something you're interested in, this might might be an amazing time to to get on that wish and to take your trip. So um, one of the things that should be mentioned because I don't know um, if everybody knows this, but hotel rooms, they tend to book out very, very quickly once people register for the races. And this is races. I mean, honestly, across the US, I always book my hotel even before I have my registration. And then I'm like, if I don't get in, I can cancel later. Um, 
So I would say for marathon and also princess, because both of those weekends seem to fill up super, super fast. And really, honestly, springtime of next year, too. Why not? Right. (laughs) Um, Highly recommend contacting your local travel agent. Maybe you know one. and having them uh, get your hotel room booked for you ahead of time because there was a lot of scrambling I saw this year where people couldn't get rooms and it was just extra difficult I felt like. It, it really was. Um, and I can tell you from the travel agent perspective, and I'm sure, you know, anybody that is on social media um, or has been to the parks lately can also attest uh, folks are traveling again. Uh, you know, travel is back and Disney World is absolutely a prime location uh, for 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 people that are looking to travel. Uh, we can get your room booked for you now. Uh it's not all, it's not available for you to do yourself online, but you you can call yourself. But I'm also happy to sit on hold for you, which I have been doing of late for quite a few people. Um, hold times are outrageous right now, folks. So let me help you, okay? I I promise I will make it painless and and super simple uh, to get you set up for these races. But if you're interested, if you need some help, if you want some quotes, if you want to um, you know get something on the books, that way it's in place. If you get the races you want, you're set, you're good to go. You don't have to scramble immediately or stress out over it. If uh, you happen to not get the races that you were looking for, you have some options. can hold on to the room for a little while, see if anything pops back open because we have seen wine and dine pop back open for a variety of races uh, over the last couple of uh, a week. So it does happen. Um, you can do that or you can cancel right away because this is all completely cancelable if needed. And you're not going to hurt my feelings if you need to do that. I fully understand. I get it. Um, but also happy to help you if you want to be prepared and ready to go. All right. Um, I think that's it for Run Disney. I think that kind of gets you prepared, gets you hyped up a little bit, I hope, for registration next week. Good luck. And may the force be with you all. Uh, let's move on to some news topics. Who's got something they want to talk about? Yeah, so I had one thing I wanted to bring up really quick because it was just announced today. And it is not necessarily Disney Parks related, but important travel information. Um, it was announced that the um, national mask mandate for airplanes in transit is being extended. It was originally supposed to expire on April 18th, and now that is expiring or set to potentially expire on May 3rd. So if you have a trip coming up and you are planning to travel by air, and I'm assuming this may also apply to the Disney buses, just an FYI, we can't anticipate the masking going to happen a little longer just for some of your travel. Right. Good, good call. And that, and that literally came out this afternoon. So, um, all right. What you got, uh, what you got, Jane? I don't even know where to start. There's so much going on, but let's start with guardians. I was going to say, what, what, what is your, what is your answer when you show up at Disneyland? The words out of your mouth there, but first guardians, guardians, (laughs) So, uh, meanwhile, Teresa's over there rocking in the corner because we all know how she feels about Guardians and Epcot. Sorry, Teresa. (laughs) I know. Sorry, Teresa. I'm about to, like, really grind your gears. (laughs) Hey, if everybody's Um, waiting in line for that, I can enjoy the rest of the park to myself. There you go. The sunny side of everything. (laughs) 
So I have actually put myself on Epcot hiatus until um, Guardians of the Galaxy opens because I had just Epcotted out with my friends and they were like, like recently they were like, oh, do you want to go on a weeknight? Like check out the Flower and Garden Festival. I was like, no, I want to know nothing about Epcot until the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Guardians of the Galaxy is opening Friday, May 27th. It is uh, Memorial Day weekend. They are doing cast member previews, which have already had sign-ups started for that. There's going to be media and Club 33 previews. There's DVC previews that are opening um, tomorrow, which I don't know if the podcast will be out by that time. So DVC previews will probably already be open. Um, as well as annual pass previews will be coming as well. So I am super, super hyped about this ride. I cannot wait. Already planning outfits. I'm just really thrilled about the improvement to Epcot this will bring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, we we are non-apologetically in love with all things MCU uh, between uh, Jade and I. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I I am curious how they're going to tie it to Epcot. Like I know there's a little bit of a storyline that they've kind of leaked out, whatever, but I'm, I, I want all the details. I'm, I'm waiting to see what they've actually put together. Um, I know the first cast members are going this weekend because we have a fellow cast member friend who has her ride on Sunday. Um, so hopefully she will be able to live the tale. She's not a big thrill seeker, so she's a little nervous about it, but she is she is a Marvel fan, so she's going to get on that thing and let us know how it worked out. Uh, FYI, the annual pass holder information has not come out as of this recording, so we don't have any dates. We don't know when we can try to sign up for these things. We don't know anything about that just yet. DVC, by the time y'all all hear this, will probably have been opened and closed immediately because you know that is just going to like, they're going to fly off the shelves that that one's going to close out real quick. Um, Gold D23 members were able to register, I believe it was yesterday, and um, their little event is on May 15th. And they're actually getting like an event kind of, but they also had to pay extra for it, which I thought was... Um, anywho, it, it was 35, but I think you also got, it was like a 15 or $20 gift card. Okay. That you could use oh, that's so right. It's, that's you right. Paid, that's but right. You got something, but from when I saw people who were trying to register, that seemed to be open and closed almost immediately. It was, yeah. That was yeah. super quick. So like be, again, be logged in, have, have your websites up, be ready to go. Because if, if any of the other experiences are like that, it's, you have to be ready. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. Those of you that are run Disney fanatics and have some experience with the queue and whatever, you might have a heads up on how all this works because the description that came out for DVC um, and the description of how to get into the queue and what they do with it sounds exactly like what we experience with the run Disney experience, uh, run Disney registrations. So if you've been successful in that, you might have a might have a, a heads up on how to make this work for you as a DVC holder. We'll have to see if the AP is done the same way or if they're going to do it very differently. Um, I think in the past, like Jane, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they just send us an email? And it was like, as soon as you saw the email, you clicked like sign me up for it. And that was that. Yeah. And you'd get in the queue at that point. Um, I was having this conversation with someone today and we were saying, 
um, for her and I, we much prefer that method. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you're on the line all the time and you you will see it. We have that luxury. Exactly. Um, So it worked in our favor because many people would not get it immediately or didn't click it or read it or whatever it was. Um, So we were like, oh, darn, it's going to be like Run Disney. Not that we've ever not been successful with Run Disney. Right. (laughs) But um, yeah, so it is a little bit of a change and a little bit closer to Run Disney. I mean, I like that they're informing people ahead of time and kind of giving you a heads up. It's given me something to be anxious about this week for sure. Well, we and, all you know, need I was, that. I was looking for that, right? <laughs> we all need a little additional anxiety in our life. Thanks, Disney. I actually saw thanks Disney. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Disney. I saw somebody in one of the Run Disney groups, um, and and I don't know who who she was, but she listed like three things that she was anxious about all around like Disney planning, and I was like. Wow, Disney baby, what are you doing to us? Why why are we why are we allowing I you to like, treat us this way? I feel like that could be a whole podcast episode for <laughs> ten ten things that might make you anxious about going to Disney. Correct. Correct. Yeah, we'll we'll add that to the list because Right. Oh. Um, yeah, so all of that is coming out. Um, sounds exciting. Sounds cool for those that are interested in A, the Guardians, B, a roller coaster, and C, just changing the landscape of Epcot. Sorry, Teresa, all things you probably hate. <laughs> I mean, I will be excited. I'm, I'm not totally opposed to the changing the landscape of Epcot, particularly because it's a little bit of a dirt pit right now. Oof. And I think there were some, it, you know, there were some changes that needed to be made. And I was very excited about a lot of the concept art they initially showed. But my anxiety comes in because so much of that was shown and put out there pre-COVID. Mm. And I think we already know certain things have gotten cut or scaled back. True. So I I anticipate we'll kind of get updates on the reimagining of all these different areas at D23 this year. Um, I'm I'm just curious to kind of see what what the final versions or what they're now anticipating things will look like. But I'm I'm not generally opposed to changing th- some things about Epcot. But like you said, I am highly not thrilled about the way that they've already kind of introduced how they're tying it into Epcot with their, well, Peter Quill visited Epcot when he was a child. So this makes sense. Like, give Nick, no, don't patronize me. Like that's not, that's not story. And that does not connect it into Epcot. Like that, that is nonsense. So we will, they did a um like a TikTok or they did a brief video of what the queue looks like. And I do like the way I like the aesthetic inside. I like that they've kept the building structure itself from Universe of Energy. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I said, I think it's still very, very out of place. I am willing to be surprised that they have found a way to make it make sense with what I consider to be the spirit of Epcot. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that your your heart is open to to some changes here. We'll see what happens. Can I talk about something that I'm not open to changes to though? You can. Let's let's do it. All right. They are reworking Kite Tales, which is a perfect show. And they are going to be having it so you it's not like a show in the lagoon area anymore. It's going to be viewable like from various places, you know, around the river, but I am deeply, deeply concerned this means the end of crashing kites. 
They okay. They, they can't mess with crashing kites. Like the kites still have to come down, though, right? But they there's do. no. But where? Because if they're going to be going around the river continuously, there's nowhere for them to crash because they would be in like the the trees. <laughs> I I again, I am willing to be proved wrong. <laughs> I am deeply concerned about what they're doing to my kite tails. Hey like, guys, yeah, I have a secret. Oh oh, tell us. They haven't been crashing as much lately. And I think it's because the people that fly the kites have now been doing the show for three months. So they know how to actually safely and appropriately land the kites. But that's and not the spirit of the show. The I understand. But I'm just saying, I, listen, nobody loves kite tails more than me. I have been to Animal Kingdom. I have met my allotment for like five years on my annual pass. I usually go once a year. I keep going back for kite tails. And the last time we were like, huh, there's way less crashing. They're like kind of good at their jobs now. So what we really need is some subpar folks to get a hold of them. <laughs> we, we need some, some newbies to come in and take, take control of the heights. Some cl- college heights, program. <laughs> college program kids. Come on, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do have some concerns about that as well, because as you know, I absolutely adored that show and I don't, I don't do shows. I don't love the shows, but I loved Guy Tales. It was, you're right. So it's good. perfect. So, mm, I hear you, Teresa, and I and I, ha- I share those concerns. I share those concerns. That was part of the charm in the kitsch, and also it was just a fun story. So if they take it out along like the entire river, while that also appeals to me because I really did love seeing the characters float along underneath the bridges and and all of that. Um, I do I did enjoy that as entertainment. Um, I think it might lose some of the story element that we were able to get by sitting in the stadium and watching what they were, what they were showing us. So we'll have to see what happens there. That is a good segue though, because I am kind of curious if part of the reason for doing that is to keep some element of, you know, things going around the river that people can kind of see and enjoy to add to the atmosphere of animal kingdom, because I'm curious if uh, after next week, those characters might not be floating around the river anymore. That's right, because they'll be doing oh, something that is else. True. That's right. That's right. That's a a a segue. I love this. So, what's happening next week? I believe it's April eighteenth. Someone correct me if that's wrong. But it character is. meet and greets are back. Oh, it is wrong. What is it, Jane? <laughs> no, no, no. I meant it is. It is April eighteenth. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, oh, it is wrong. No, no, no. I have eighteenth in my head too. Okay, so we have character meet and greets. So do, have they have they given us a list? Because I'm not I'm not for sure on that. Have they sent out a list as to, or is it just a blanket? If a character is out meeting and greeting currently, you will now be able to run up and throw your arms around them, right? <laughs> no, I believe I did read somewhere that it's not coming back. Like they're going to bring it back Phase one at a time or a couple okay. at a time. Yeah. Got it, got but it. there wasn't any like, we're going to start with Mickey or we're going to start with this. I do think with animal kingdom, they did say that initially Mickey and Minnie were going to be greeting in whatever that little house character outpost. I think that's the words. <laughs> Was going to be greeting there. And then there was another meet and greet in Animal Kingdom. Maybe it was Doug. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, there's that. You know, 
just a side note, I saw, I think it was on Twitter, somebody kind of questioning or asking like, why do adults feel the need to like run up and hug these characters? Like adults know <laughs> there's just other adults inside those costumes, right? Sorry. I mean, why do adults feel the need to run up and hug other adults? I mean, right, right, right. Other, I, just, right? I just spoiled <laughs> the magic for anybody who didn't realize that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I took a moment and I was like, I thought, I don't know. I thought that was uh, what they expected of us. Like, I thought that was me playing my role as they're playing their role is like the childlike and, ah, hi, Mickey, you know, and whatever. But one of the respondents was said as a former character attendant or as a former friend of a character, I always thought that was very weird and it made me uncomfortable. And it just kind of blew my mind. And I never thought about (laughs) these poor folks that are, you know, inside of a, a Mickey costume going consent consent <laughs> I mean I was gonna say maybe it's a little bit late but if you have children listening to this maybe they shouldn't be <laughs> right 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 oh yeah that's right uh, we'll spoilers. need a disclaimer I'll, I'll put that disclaimer out at the beginning I will I'll just say we talk a little bit about some costume characters and so little ears may not want to listen to certain parts of this around the uh, <laughs> let's see we're at the 45 minute range okay uh, I'm gonna make a little note of that um, okay Anywho, uh, so just, a, you know, just something to kind of ponder. And I'd be curious anybody's thoughts on that. I have always hugged them and not because like I thought they were anything other, but I just, I felt like that was my role in the shtick, right? <laughs> if they're going to dress up like Mickey and do their thing, like I thought that was what was expected of me, but maybe not. Maybe that is weird. Is that weird? Teresa, do you hug characters? I think it depends on the character. I am more likely to do it with a non a non-face character a furry character yeah yeah if i can't actually like if i'm not looking them directly in the eyes right (laughs) because then i'm like i sense the judgment but (laughs) (laughs) but i think it just depends on the character like i obviously you know clarice the chipmunk is my queen of characters i adore her and the very first time I got to meet her in Disneyland a couple of years ago, I hugged her and I cried because she's been one of my favorite characters. And it was the first time I ever got to like see the character in person. And it's not even necessarily about, you know, feeling childlike in the magic. Like it wasn't that at all, but it was just like, this character has meant a lot to me. And I actually get to see it in person in something that I've only ever seen through a screen before. So it's, it's definitely character dependent for me and I guess whatever I'm feeling at the time like some I have I have more emotional attachments to some characters than others but I'm definitely face characters unless it's I know their friend I probably won't hug them Jane do you hug characters um I definitely have before but I would say it's it's not my thing like I'm just not a big hugger in general like I don't really like to hug even people I know and I certainly am now like a germaphobe. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it too. So I think like the fur character is even more so because I'm like, at least there's a barrier between us. <laughs> right. There is, there is that. There is that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. I think about is my um, friend Evelyn calling it hair pets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fur and I'm just like, what is trapped in there? And it freaks me out. So, yeah, I mean, we can save that for the anxiety that Disney causes episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I did want to do 
Two other quick updates. I know Animal Kingdom, I feel like, had a lot of updates recently, um, and some of them are more things coming back, but not specific dates, just summer summer 2022. Um, but one that made me really excited is the one of my favorite aspects of Festival of the Lion King is something that did not return with it when it came back. Uh, it was announced that the Tumble Monkeys will be returning to Festival of the Lion King, and that's always one of my favorite parts of that show. So I was so excited to see that. I think now, especially... We- we're just never really sure in terms of entertainment what has been cut temporarily, what might be a permanent change. Um, but Tumble Monkeys coming back made me super excited. Listen, did I go on a rant on the podcast about the Tumble Monkeys? I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was in person, but you definitely had that rant. <laughs> I was there for the rant. I, 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 I knew that I had the conversation with Jane, but I just wasn't <laughs> sure if I covered this on the, and I just don't want to repeat myself if people are like, yes, Patty, we know how you feel about the dang tumble monkeys. But listen, when I finally got into see the festival of the Lion King, um, this was at during princess half marathon weekend was that trip. Um, that was my like, stomping my foot and shaking my fists at the Disney gods was look, if you're going to treat this as COVID is over, everybody fill in all available spaces. Cause I'm not kidding. We were like cheek to cheek. And I mean, both face and butt, like it was, we were tight packed into uh, this whole experience for festival of the Lion King. I was like, all right, well then where are my tumble monkeys and why aren't the birds flying? And both are finally coming back. And I tell you what, I didn't think it made such a big difference. Like I'm not such a purist. And as you guys know, I don't do a lot of shows. I'm not such a purist or such a whatever you want to call it that I get hung up on changes and things like this. But that was a significant feel to me that um, those are two very key points of that show that make it, like a Disney wow show versus like something you'd see at Six Flags, okay? So I am thrilled with this news. That will make me go back to um, Animal Kingdom the next time I'm on property because I'm I'm all about that show. It's a, it's a fantastic show, especially with those elements included. So yay. Yes, and then the other one is sort of a non-update update. Uh, Expedition Everest was supposed to reopen mid-April. Hasn't happened yet. They, on the website, had pushed it back to a May update or re- May reopening, and that is gone now. So there is, if you had kind of been thinking about, you know, Expedition Everest, if you have a trip coming up um, over the summer, FYI, there is no timetable now for Expedition Everest to return. But I also would not read into that and thinking that, oh, they're tackling some some big projects that have been outstanding developments for expedition everest give me hope Teresa. let me hope i know it's like we could you know i could tease it but no i don't i i think we're still disco yeti will still be there i don't (laughs) i think if that was changing it would be much more fanfare around it i think this is more maintenance stuff and maybe just some things that especially with some of the um like product delays and shipping issues i'm guessing they just might not be able to get the materials that they need to do all the refurbishments um so they don't want to open it too early and until they can tackle all of that. But just an FYI, 
there no longer is a return time for Expedition Everest to reopen. Now, just to throw a little flame on the fire, because I like a good conspiracy and I like a little, little drama. Um, I did see on Twitter that some folks were equating this to the time that Space Mountain went down, um, supposedly just like, you know, like, like a regular, you know, closing for the day and then went down for an extended period of time because of some structural issues that they discovered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for safety purposes, they had to close that thing down and do a lot of rehab. I'm wondering if that's possibly what happened is that this was supposed to be like a minor rehab. And then once they got in there, they might've found some other additional concerns that they needed to take a little bit more time on and fix. It could absolutely be supply supply chain. It could be something just as boring as the world that we live in at this point in time. But um it could have also been something different. And I guess in my head, I'm like, look, if it turns out like that, there were some structural things that they got to go in and fix. Now is the time fix the Yeti, because that's my understanding is why they haven't fixed the Yeti was they had said in order for us to fix it, it was going to be a very long refurbishment to fix some structural concerns. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying Disney's not going to tell us if there was any structural problems. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And I don't blame them for that. (laughs) No, 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 they're not going to, they're not going to say that ever, ever, but uh, there is kind of like a a precedent maybe who knows for those of us who are wishing to see the Yeti in action. I never rode this when the Yeti was in action. Uh, So Someday I would I would like to be scared out of my my wits there at the end where the, the Yeti comes after me. So uh, I'm going to hold on to that that hope that someday that happens. But we'll see. We'll see. And if we do want to get into conspiracy theories, it's something we can talk about in a future episode. Supposedly, there is going to be some big Animal Kingdom news at D23 this year during mm. the park's presentation. Mm-hmm. So we will not not going to share any of our theories now. I have a few, but. I think that'll be a fun future episode in what is our like somewhat believable theories for D23 Expo announcements and what is our pie in the sky probably won't happen. But if you're going to give it to me, give it, give me all of it. You know, that could be a really fun, uh, fun episode. Just throw out like, yeah, what we hope they're going to what we wish they would say, what we think they're going to say. And then what they actually told us. (laughs) Probably three very different things. Uh, All right. We are, it is time. It's time, Jane. I know you've been like bouncing in your seat over there, but it is time for us to, to talk, toss this out. And I'm, and I'm going to put it out to you guys, Teresa, Jane, in the battle of the popcorn buckets, figment versus Pete's dragon. Who wins? Pete's dragon, hands down. It lights up. I know. And also it's amazing. (laughs) I don't even like popcorn buckets, but I squealed when I saw this adorable thing. Teresa, are you still leaning on Figment? Is he still your guy? I do love Figment, um, but I mean, Main Street Electrical Parade is one of my earliest Disney memories, like in the park. That's that is one of the things that I stands out the most to me. I am a little disappointed; it is not my favorite part of the of the Main Street Electrical Parade. But any any time, like I know people get annoyed that oh, and it's back again, it's gone, but it's coming back again. Like <laughs> I, I don't care; it. I will watch it as many times as they let me watch it. Um, and I think especially celebrating it's the fiftieth anniversary of the parade i think it's fantastic that they are kind of giving additional tributes to it i think it's fun i mean as far as parades go i i do not hate on this one at all so yay you know i think it's cool but um with that announcement let's roll through what's happening over at disneyland this summer 
All right. So let's start. This is my favorite part because I can't wait to go. Um, <laughs> so uh, Main Street Electric Light Parade, Worlds of Color, Fantasmic, and Disneyland Forever are coming back on April 22nd. So all of the nighttime things will be back out at Disneyland. Um the Main Street Electric Light Parade is getting a new finale float with a bajillion movies that were added to it. I kind of have mixed feelings about that, which I don't know if we want to get into, but I, I'm a purist with that parade. So for me, I'm like, hey, add a new float and then keep the old float as well. Like, I want all the things. Uh, I Yeah, I kind of, I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Right? Like, I want all the floats. Like, mm-hmm. don't take away mm-hmm. my old stuff. Just add new stuff. I want mm-hmm. the old and the new stuff. There are dining packages that go with the Electric Light Parade and also World of Color. Both have dining packages that are now available. And then um, there is also a dessert party package that is available for World of Color. So we are starting to see a lot of the pre-pandemic things coming back, which I am loving. Uh, it. It, you know, when, when, as soon as the tumble monkeys and the, the flying birds were announced, and then we saw all of these shows coming back online, we're still waiting for Fantasmic um, at Walt Disney World to be, like they said, it's coming, but we don't have a date for its opening or, or anything along those lines just yet. But dare we say it? Is this going to be the summer of normal at Disney World? Like, <laughs> we can all debate on if we're ever going to go back to true normal, but I'm just saying, um, as to Disney, from a Disney perspective, Disney World, Disneyland, it looks like, you know, everything's getting back online. Everything's up and running. Well, I mean, we have Hoopty Doo is coming back here uh, at Walt Disney World. There's the H2O Glow. Sh- a party that happens at Typhoon Lagoon that's coming back this summer. We just got um, Festival of Fantasy came back. We have a Castle Stage show again. We have all of our hotels that are finally open out here. So yeah, I think like we're getting there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's kind of wild to think about it um, because so many of us still don't feel comfortable calling things back to normal. However. Uh, when it comes to the programs and the things that we have missed when it came with the Disney parks, um, we are seeing that they're, they're staffing it, they're putting them online, they're putting some budget behind some things, uh, things are being updated and getting a little fancy in some ways. And, and not everything's going to be totally back to the exact same. Like, for example, Festival of Fantasy uh, is back at Disney World. And I will say, just like we had Halloween light that one year, this is definitely Festival of Fantasy light. Like, there's some things, it doesn't feel as big and lush as the parade that we had back in 2019 was. Um, so there's some differences there, but it just feels feels kind of interesting to, to watch things uh, come back online and, and dare we say <sighs> back to normal. I don't know, man. It still feels weird to say that. Well, and I do want to add um, another thing that's coming back that um, it is Walt Disney world focused, but we didn't mention it. Um, Cause you're talking about, you know, people coming back um, the, some of the international cast members for the Disney cultural representatives are going to start coming back in August. So I think they're going through the hiring process for that now. Um, and so I think they're starting with Germany, Norway, Italy, France, United Kingdom, and the Canada pavilions in Epcot. Um, I'm really excited about that just in terms of not even getting back to normal, but I think having those cast members add so much 
to that part of Walt Disney World and mm-hmm. just kind of like the experiences that you have there. So I'm I'm really excited. Like you said, I don't I don't like the phrase getting back to normal because what's normal, right? right? But I love that we're starting to see the things that make Disney feel like Disney, those are starting to get incorporated back in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I love that the the cultural cast members with them coming back, it means that some of the people that were displaced over to Epcot will go back to their places. And so we'll get to see more and more things opening and um, really just bringing back the little pieces, like the details that we're so used to that, you know, have been missing. So I'm really excited, um, but I cannot wait for my summer trip to Disneyland because I just will sit and just watch all the shows. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's going to be a good trip. And then the three of us are all going to be out there again at the end of the summer for D23 Expo. So Disneyland, we're coming for you. We're coming for you, sweet baby. We miss you. We miss you so much. I love you, Disneyland. I'm just anticipating that the popcorn bucket and the sipper. We didn't mention that there's a sipper, but the turtle sipper is also pretty amazing. I'm going to need both of them. Um, it's just not the best turtle. Okay, but <laughs> you know what? Any turtle is better than no turtle, Teresa. <laughs> it doesn't have the fancy hat on it. It does though. not have my fancy hat as turtle. <laughs> but somebody had, we had a thread in the Facebook group um, where people asked me like, what would you steal? And I'm like, if I can't, if I can't have a heist and take Gertie, I am like, I am driving that fancy hat turtle out of there. <laughs> and all I kept thinking was, oh my God, I can't wait to watch that happen on I-4. And I was like, oh, but the parade's not here. I wouldn't get to see it. No. <laughs> oh, if I was taking it, it would be a cross-country road trip. I will <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if the turtle will make it all the way across the country, but I'm gonna be zooming down. You're uh, gonna try. <laughs> it's the new version of Cannonball Run, but in the yeah. turtle. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um anywho, on that note, do we have any another any other news? I think we covered like the big stuff that we were talking about off mic, but uh anything else that we should touch on? Anything else you wanna mention, ladies? Just that Disney Plus subscribers get twenty five percent off discount from July eighth to September thirtieth. So that's new. Um and speaking of Disney Plus, uh I this is not a show I watched, so I don't have feelings about the news, but um Dancing with the Stars is no longer going to be on ABC. Disney Plus announced that they are going to be airing it. So this, I believe, is going to be their first, depending on how they make it work, tentatively like live interactive show on Disney Plus. If there's still like people voting or kind of people, I, I'm fascinated to see how this is going to work out. But Dancing with the Stars is going to be a Disney Plus exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Like I don't, I don't particularly care for Dancing with the Stars. Um, but I'm, but I'm like you, where I'm like, how are you going to make this work? Uh, they're trying something new. They're trying something different. We'll we'll see how it all works out. Uh, oh, and and breaking news with Dancing with the Stars for any Dancing with the Stars stands. Uh, I saw that Tyra got fired, so she is no longer hosting that show. That will well, now at least be on I Disney won't. Plus. At least I won't have to get assaulted by her atrocious fashions. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Well, I think that's it for now. We're going to wrap this one up and uh, we'll uh, come back and, and fill you in on whatever comes up along our way next week. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we've got a lot of topics in the hopper. And uh, where would someone go if they wanted to add some additional information? If you wanted to add additional information or give us a suggestion, you can join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney, or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each several weeks on the No Guilt Disney (laughs) podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl the fancy hat turtle alone. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.